You're watching the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Cutler. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 270. Here we are. Man, it's uh, what is the 7th of September, 2022. We are that close to fall. That close. Sad day. Number 270. So this must be our last show, right? Because that's 270 hours of Tesla content. There can't possibly be 271 hours. We must have covered it all. So is it true? This is the final You show? would be wrong about that, Patrick. Oh. Completely wrong. <laughs> There is probably 27,000 hours of Tesla news out there, I am sure. I am sure, because this week there is no shortage. It just keeps rolling. Indeed. And that is what we're here to do. First, let's do the introduction. Mr. Patrick Connor joins us from the West Coast. How are you today, sir, besides hot? Hello. Uh, it's uh, luckily not that hot here today. Yesterday was a hot one, and... Uh, uh, so yesterday they did another VPP dispatch from uh, our power walls on the side of our house. There's that's I don't know how many numbers six or seven. I should make a list. I'll put I'll I'll, I'll blog about it up here at carswithgorgeous.net later this month. Uh, and I've got some news. We have yet a third vehicle, an EV in our uh, little home fleet. Oh yeah, it's it's not a Tesla. I'm sorry to say, but uh, it's a little. Word, so <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a Porsche Taycan. <laughs> that's not little either <laughs> no. he was probably started with expensive <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so this is for a team driver so i wanted to get uh -huh. something cheap so that the, when the another leaf. happens no but that oh. was on on the list that, uh, <laughs> it's a chevy spark EV. spark oh wow yes. spark. congratulations yes. you're, you're part of the spark yeah. family now yeah right <laughs> yeah I my daughter just cheap. sold her spark Oh, oh, maybe I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it gray? No, it's red. Oh. Uh, okay, all right. You got a different one. The sales guy was kind of funny. He, he uh, After we had decided to buy it, he came out with the paperwork and he said, I thought your car was red, but I have to inform you that it's salsa. <laughs> <laughs> it was salsa. I remember that. Yeah, so we have a salsa-colored car. Excellent, excellent. More EVs in the family. Always a good thing. Always a good yep. thing. Also joining us, Mr. Casey Green from the D.C. area. Not quite as hot. How are you today, sir? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so uh, last time I spoke to you guys from right here. You were on the road during the show. I remember that. Yeah, I was at this supercharger. And uh, remember, I told you it was all iced up, or maybe it was this one. Either way, right on the South Dakota border. Well, we uh, had a mission accomplished, and uh, thanks to Teslify, I could have used Teslascope, but I used Teslify because that was what was on my screen. Uh, we did a total of 58 drives for a total of 3,500 miles, just about. And uh, we used, as usual, a megawatt hour, <laughs> 1.3 megawatt hours of power. Uh, because of the 80 mile an hour speed limit and 75 mile an hour speed limit most of the way, we uh, we were burning 392 watt hours per mile, but uh, I'm, I'm told by a lot of Model Xs that they get 400 daily, and now I'm wondering how fast they drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because wow. mine's, us mine's usually in the high 200s uh, when I'm on the highway. 
Um, so it, it, it would have cost me $183.84 if I didn't have an old car. And um, we did a couple home charges. And uh, so that ended up being 29 supercharger stops. It could have been uh, less, or actually it would have been more, but for less time if, if I had a second driver to help me out uh, where I was uh, sleeping during a lot of the uh, the uh, supercharges. So that, that would have cost us $176.80. And we spent 21 hours and 15 minutes charging out of, uh, it's 28 hours for the just pure driving on the trip. Uh, interesting things that happened. Uh, we, we talked about last time how I went past Lordstown Motors, um, which mm-hmm. became uh, Foxconn. Uh, well, after that, on the way back, for some reason, the car decided I should stop at the normal Illinois supercharger, which wasn't on the route. But I was like, oh, that's cool. cool. It's a new one. Let's, let's go try it out. It's in a municipal building, so it won't work for uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're towing anything. If you're like... Uh, Got bicycles. You gotta like be careful with the bicycles. If you got a trailer, make sure it's just the U-Haul cube because it's not gonna fit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but but on the way there again, this was not on the way either. The car decided that I should go past the Rivian factory. <laughs> Normal Illinois. Normal Illinois. Yes. Uh, it said on the on the on the turning directions. It said Rivian. So I figured that would be like, oh, uh, I could have sworn that they that they. That they say that, that they're normal or whatever the township is. They never say we're in Rivian, um, uh, whatever state they're in. I forget now, <laughs> Illinois. And um, so, so it was Rivian Street, Rivian Road, whatever it was. And uh, you know, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, this is so. Either it was a cosmic coincidence, uh, or whoever programmed the, the nav is a big nerd like me, or somebody at Tesla is doing some espionage, corporate espionage. And um, to further lend to that conspiracy theory is uh, FSD did mess up on that road, so I had to push the camera button near the factory. So if I were to read my logs, it, would, it wouldn't stand out at all. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it sent pictures of the, the Rivian factory to Tesla. <laughs> I don't Man. think there's anything you can see from the road that Tesla cares about that right, Rivian right. is doing. I did see, can't see from Google Earth themselves. Exactly. I did see a whole yeah. mess of, uh, of Rivian vans, uh, a couple R1Ts and R1S. And then as we got to the charging station, there were a bunch of R1Ts. Just, I mean, it's their city, so <laughs> why not? All blocking the superchargers, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, one, one, one was on a level two charger. One was on a generic DC fast charger. And uh, and then the others were just in the parking lot like they had business to attend to at the, at the, at the municipal building. So. It was pretty cool. A fun trip. Very good. Yeah. I, I recommend. Huh? You definitely got some sights along that. Uh, trip yes. Then. Yes. I definitely you're, recommend. You're a, much, oh, no, uh, you're a much more efficient driver than I am. I was just looking. <laughs> and um, my watt hours per mile is about 600. <laughs> <laughs> I got that on the racetrack and while towing the larger trailer. <laughs> wow. Uh, the larger yeah. trailer. Um, I, I, I'm looking at the energy in, not energy out, which right. is, so I'm including that inefficiency of the, which is like an extra 20%, but, but still, you're, uh, uh, what year is your? It's a 2018 P100D, so I've got the big motor in the back, and uh, the car does try to sleep it whenever it can, but like I pretty much noticed that right at 55, if I'm reading the, um, reading the parameters, right at 55, mm-hmm. it sleeps that bad boy, unless I'm still accelerating, and right. uh mm-hmm. And it'll try to hold it on the front motor. It does help because that's Mm -hmm. double the size. Uh, But I do recommend that if you do this, try not to do it all in one run and try to make sure that you have one or more co-drivers. The the last time I did this, uh, anything similar, I went to Kentucky, stayed with a friend, 
then went up to uh, Illinois, picked up another friend, and then we went to the um, the, the LA Auto Show and, and and back, and we rotated drivers every couple hours. Yeah, and uh, that was still a gruel, and and this was. I do not recommend doing it as a single driver, all in one mm-hmm. shot without sleeping for the night. Um, but you can do it. So anybody who says, oh, electric cars, they don't do work, it. blah, blah, blah. I can't just decide to drop a hat and, and take a trip across country. And they're, they're talking out of their butts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, with that, with that great segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Patrick, who's got our first story of the night uh, about California VPP. That is right. So um, we have talked about VPPs on here frequently, and um, I'm happy to report that in California, Tesla now has more than 3,500 homes participating, and they're able to put out 24 megawatts of power when the grid demands it. So if you're either a customer of SoCal Edison or PG&E and you have a Tesla Powerwall, you can participate in this and you can help keep the grid going during the worst of times, like a heat wave. And anybody want to guess if there's going to be more heat waves? I'm thinking we have at least a decade's worth of them. So uh, yeah, the cool thing about this is when we earlier... In early August, there were only about 2,150 homes participating. And now about a month later, 3,500 homes. That is huge growth in just a month. Impressive. Uh, And I I do have to admit that I'm envious. So I'm in the virtual power plant for my local utility, but it's not administered by Tesla. Uh So if, if, if you're in a Tesla administered VPP, you get an extra screen in your app. Oh, nice. Yeah, it shows you all this really cool info, not just about what your home is doing, but about how the whole VP event is going and how uh, collectively what you guys are all doing to help the grid. And so if if you're administering a VPP, uh, take note, because that really, I mean, that might be part of the reason they've had this incredible growth. The users, the people who participate get to see the impact that they are collectively having. They get to feel part of it. They get to see the mission. They get to see how they're helping. So all that, I think, includes <laughs> be inclusive. It doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to get yeah. a little cash in your pocket. <laughs> oh, yes. Interesting, it's an interesting thing is, is you get to see how the team is playing as opposed to just right. one player. Yeah. And that's, exactly. uh, that, that groups people into a cause. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. you're right, Casey. The, the money doesn't hurt, uh, um, but I don't think you people – are doing it for that reason, but I think they want to be fairly compensated so that yeah. the wear and tear is going to cause in their battery and the energy that they're going to give away, they get compensated for. Exactly. And that's the exact the- opposite of what the folks uh, in, in England were, were trying to scaremonger people away from doing. Like, oh, you don't want vehicle to grid and you don't want this VPP because uh, the, the government can just reach in and steal your electricity. No, they're not. That's not the plan. <laughs> no. Uh, and I don't know how they're doing it in California, but one of the cool things that they just added last month when I get a text saying that this event is going to happen and uh, it's at least 12 hours in advance because they plan them. And there's a link in there. I can just click to opt out. So on any of the events, I can choose to opt, opt out if I want to. Maybe I have some other plans. Maybe I'm going to need the, the batteries for my own reasons, I, whatever. And uh of course, if you opt out of too many, you're not going to get paid for that month. Right, um, right. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. But that's great flexibility though. Like you yeah. have the ability if your if plans change and all of a sudden you have to do some driving to maybe South Dakota. Things have changed so that you can you can opt out and do something different. Exactly. Right. And and giving the users the ability to opt out is really important. There was just uh, something Excel Energy did in Texas where they uh, took over people's thermostats and they did yeah. not allow them to opt out and change it. That, well, that's they, 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 they did six years ago when they signed up for the for the account, but that's not right. the same as what you do. You can I, I don't want this one. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that's going to make someone just rip the smart thermostat off their wall and go buy a dumb thermostat and never let the utility have control again. You have okay. to make the participants partners, not your subjects. <laughs> They're not your children of a, of, a, of a ultra strict household. They are they are right. individuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't get to just abuse them. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I really like this. I think it's a great program. I think it's being run well. It's great to see it growing. The grid needs it. Uh, it, it it helps the power stay on during heat waves so people don't die. It's it's awesome. Literally, yeah, especially especially lately, yes. uh, it's a it's a big benefit to California, and uh, it looks like they're adding about four hundred a week. It'll be interesting to see how big this actually grows. The other the other I guess uh, interesting thing is that, um, and I don't know if this is the same in your area, Patrick, but the people that are participating in it, they get to see how many people are participating as well, so they get the total for themselves to to see, um, and you can yeah. see how this is growing and. And that's a great thing. It's 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 a common cause, and it's uh, it allows people to rally behind a team and to move it forward. And I'm sure they're they're getting benefit uh, for for that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, with that, I did skip over a story that I will hit now. It's going to be a picture share here. You did the the chat was asking about it. And it's got. Uh, it's got something to do with Patrick as well. Oh, I what? I don't know if he knows this. I don't even know if he knows this. But uh, this may look familiar yeah. to Patrick. It does. This is a brand new service station uh, for Tesla that has opened up, and it is absolutely cavernous. <laughs> like, yeah. You could get lost in this thing. You probably need a map uh, to get to the <laughs> coffee bar. It is, it is a big facility. For sure, and uh, I'm probably going to slaughter the name. Is it is it Tigard, Oregon? Tigard, Tigard. Yep, Tigard, Tigard, Oregon. And uh, yeah, this used to be Oregon. a Toys R Us location. Oh wow! And now it's a Tesla service center. And uh, I, I just uh, swung by yesterday and, and took a picture of it. Uh, uh, Monday, actually, because uh, it was closed and. Uh, the holiday or i don't know if they're actually open and operating yet or if they're just doing some stuff on the side so i'm your, really happy that this is here is so, that your model x no mine's blue oh. that's not me no, okay. I, I was just in the parking lot not inside i didn't <laughs> get to go in i'm here i'm taking pictures of your stuff that's right yeah move, move aside move aside <laughs> so in 2016 when i got my car their service center was in Tigard, not this location. It was in a, a building that they leased just in a, a business park. And then they closed that when they opened the South Waterfront service center. And the South Waterfront service center is nice, but it's in downtown Portland. There's always traffic. It's not close. It's not easy to get to. Uh, and it's really not that big just because downtown real estate is expensive. And so the, their parking lot is too small. There's cars that are just jammed next to each other. 
they, they use often the, the handicapped spots for delivery. And I'm like, that's an ADA Ooh. violation. Come on, Tesla, you're better than that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, well, we've got the keys right here. We're going to move. So they're not parked there for very long. But, mm. but yeah, it, I'm not cool with that. But, <laughs> but what other options do they have? Because it's so crowded. Anyway, um, Silicon Forest is on the west side. This service center is on the west side. Most of the Teslas in the greater Portland area on the west side. So this is going to alleviate a lot of the overflow stress that's been happening on the south waterfront. Hopefully that means their parking lot's not as crowded and they don't have to do these ADA violations that annoy me. And uh, this looks like an awesome spot. So I'm, I'm really happy this is open. Very good. Very good. Off to the Great White North next. Um, we've got a couple stories from Quebec, Canada, uh, whereas Tesla lately uh, has been fueling the rumor mill that uh, there may be some sort of facility coming to Canada. Uh, Tesla managers were in uh, Quebec recently touring a uh, mine and uh, plant uh, that um, uh, mine uh, graphite uh, in uh, the province of Quebec. And uh, they were uh, examining uh, the processes of the, uh, the graphite plant uh, and, of course, the mine itself. Um, and then uh, accompanying that as well, uh, that there turns out that there was a posting for a new job that is based in Quebec. And this job uh, was for a uh, recruiting specialist that hmm. would be able uh, to perform in high volume settings. Now, what's kind of interesting about that uh, job uh, posting is that that same job has been posted in both Berlin and Austin uh, just before uh, it was being announced that the uh, Gigafactories were going to be placed there. So uh, they wanted to get a person that was great at recruiting uh, in that area to be ramped up and ready to go because, of course, there's going to be thousands of hires uh, that are coming down the line. And uh, they wanted to get that person set up and operating first. So, again, we're kind of reading tea leaves here, uh, but uh, it does look uh, like uh, there could be something going on for a Canadian location of some sort. Whether it's an actual gigafactory for cars or more of a, a maybe a, a battery plant uh, or processing of uh, battery materials, uh, that could be the case too. But um, with this job posting uh, for a recruiter in Quebec, it's uh, kind of interesting that uh, that that could be the case. And of course, uh, with the geography of Canada, uh, being able to get to the mines of Sudbury in Ontario, uh, where nickel is, and where the graphite mine is over in Quebec, uh, there's, you know, not too far apart. Uh, you're not going to be, uh, you'll be traveling by truck uh, to get that stuff back and forth. But uh, it's not, uh, it's about a six hour drive. Uh, so uh, over uh, the Northern Canadian Highway system. So um, this could be uh, something uh, coming down the line that we, we don't know yet, but uh where there's, you know what they say, where there's smoke, sometimes there's fire. So uh, we're going to keep an eye on this uh, going forward, but uh, maybe some good signs uh, for getting uh, some uh, Tesla additional jobs or facilities uh, in uh, Canada. Yeah. Sure. If it's another Gigafactory, that, that those numbers 
I mean, the 2.2 million is going to be blown out of the water just next year. <laughs> well, it, it does take them time to build the factory, right? Like, yeah, but they still run the others on overdrive while they, while they work on it. Uh, Canada is not Shanghai. I can guarantee that. So, uh, you know, <laughs> but it's not Texas say, either. Yeah, so. it's, it's got to stop and to eat some Tim. It, it's probably stuff. somewhere between <laughs> Texas and Berlin, I would say. Okay, okay. Uh, probably closer to the Texas side. <laughs> bureaucracy wise. But uh, yeah. that's one thing that Tesla is pushing for a new factory is they're looking to cut the red tape uh, to get a mm -hmm. factory and permits and everything in place so that they can move at the speed uh, that they want to. So, uh, We'll see if uh, we'll see if this uh, continues along. If more stories leak, I am sure uh, that uh, if this is serious, uh, there's going to be some stories still coming. So oh, we yeah. will keep our eye on that for sure. Kitty says you better speak French. <laughs> well, there's there's language laws in Quebec too, so uh, yeah. it's not. Uh, but then again, I have to say that if Quebec can operate in Germany, in Berlin probably used to some of the regulations um, and you're going to get more regulations in Quebec than you are in Ontario uh, because of the language law. But yeah. uh, it's, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Is that just because they're French? I mean, like the, the French in it's, France. It's the protection they're... of, it's the protection <laughs> of the Canadian French language is what it is. Canada has two official languages, English and French, and they're, they're, uh, they're equal under the law in Quebec of course, they're trying to keep people to continue to speak French. You can't force them to do it in their daily lives. But when it comes to signs, uh, even private signs of businesses, they're forced to be in Quebec. Uh, oh, wow. If they're in Quebec, they need to be in French. And uh, the English sign only has been outruled for a number of years in Quebec. So yeah. they're trying to keep everybody always thinking French, even though, you know, you can talk English on the streets. It's not like you're going to be locked up, yeah. uh, but there, but there are definitely language laws uh, that they are trying to keep the French Canadian heritage and language alive and well and growing in the province. But it sounds just as aggressive and, and, and militant about it as, as the actual French are with their language. You can't, you can't bring that word in here. We got to go to the university and, and come up with a new <laughs> word for you. <laughs> yeah. Could so be. I wonder if it's a French language thing that just does this. Well, and, and, and another thing is, is in, in Quebec, they have seen that the population has shrunk, the number yeah. of French speakers has shrunk. So they're, they're they're trying to hang on to the heritage and and they're trying to push as hard as they want. And in some in some cases, it's been against uh, it's been a detriment to them. They've had businesses leave uh, yeah. and go to neighboring provinces that are more friendly towards uh, English. Uh, so. That's something that Tesla will face if they set up shop in Quebec. It's something to note for they sure. Probably afford it. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not going to be necessarily doing it. If, if it's a mine or a factory, um, that's not selling retail. That's not going to have a lot of the same requirements that something. Yeah. They're not going to be producing labels to the public or anything. Right. It might, it might still qualify, though. Uh, speaking of they can afford it, have you guys heard the rumor that, uh, that they're no longer giving Uber credits or loaners? I've heard rumors. Uh, I, that's, I haven't seen any confirmations of it, no. Yeah, me neither. Um, yeah, just rumors at this end. Okay. So I'm not the only yeah, one I've hearing been, this. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> I've been pretty lucky in that I've always gotten a loaner. Um, and uh, the last time I did that was uh, June. So there you go. Yeah, somebody said they got one the day before yesterday, and then the next person said they got one, and it was 
Send for yourself. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll update you if we know for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Next story uh, is about Tesla sales. We've seen things on the, the upswing uh, since uh, the, uh, the minor setback last quarter. Yeah. Uh, this uh, note uh, comes to us uh, via Tesla Rati. And uh, the, uh, the recorded sales year over year has now swelled uh, to 105%. Uh, so uh, as of, and I guess the year over year would have ended uh, end of August, I believe. So uh, for that uh, 12-month period, uh, Tesla's grown by over 100% in sales. So, so, you know, so we, we did that... have that setback in the previous yeah. quarter, but mm -hmm. even, even putting that into the calculation, uh, 105% increase year over year is fantastic. Yeah. And we've even heard some other... Uh, bits of uh, sales news as well, which we'll get to in the show. But uh, everything seems to be on the swing up. Uh, everything uh, seems to be uh, operating uh, very smoothly and cars are flowing out like mad. So uh, mm -hmm. it, it appears that Fremont is uh, still uh, on a breakneck course uh, above what they can typically produce. So they're above their percentage and Shanghai is just knocking it out of the park. It's just so, unbelievable. Yeah. So you mentioned so, that you know that they had the, the the shutdown. So so who's who's ahead of them on on this uh, on this recovery? Nobody. Oh really? <laughs> so so you wouldn't say that somebody's leading them? No, there's no there's no, <laughs> there's no leading going on. <laughs> so so in second in second place was GM at forty point nine percent, followed by Daimler at forty percent. So not even in the same. Not even in the same ballpark. Not, not same league, mm -hmm. not same ballpark. I mean, they... they right. Compared. Right. It's not just a 2% delta. It's it's significant. Yeah. 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 But the car market is relatively mature. So if there are people that are growing, that means there are some people that are shrinking. So there's a few on that list that are not doing as well as they were last year. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's like... it's a changing thing, right? Like it's it's mm -hmm. I can definitely see the market changing dramatically towards electric vehicles. Like it's right. It is it's happening right in front of us. And I don't know if a lot of my friends and neighbors that aren't connected uh, with the electric car market are actually understanding what's going on. But uh, we're going to get to a point in the not too near future where. Uh, People are going to be demanding EVs uh, from their car dealerships, mm -hmm. and they're not going to have them. Uh, right. You know, it's just it's going to be uh, this may thing this this price spike that we've seen recently because of shortage of parts or uh, different things that have caused uh, this inflationary amount uh, to hit us. This may continue in EVs too, uh, as far as I know. Just based on I see this ever increasing demand for EVs. And uh, if if others don't get into the game in a serious fashion as Tesla has done, that just leaves, you know, Tesla to sell cars. And of course they can't mm -hmm. sell cars to everybody. There are there are price differences, uh, there are uh, types of vehicles. There's a number of things that would allow mm -hmm. others to be in this market. It's just that uh, they have to ante up, and they have to ante up now because uh, this change is coming quickly, as far as I can see. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong about them not understanding it, not grokking it, not not even being able to comprehend it in any way. Uh, my neighborhood group, we uh, 
got into a discussion about uh, they were trying to make it political, and they were like, "Oh yeah, look at this Volt. It's twenty six thousand dollars to replace the battery." Not mentioning that you know the dealerships can set their own prices for the parts. Uh, about five of us were in there dispelling myths, and then uh, one of the most recent ones was I posted that same chart. I'm like, "Yeah, um, your your whole uh, you can't go on long trips thing is just uh, garbage." And another person yeah. was handling the uh, the whole uh, where where does the energy come from? And, uh, mm-hmm. And I was just going back after the easy stuff, like, oh, oh, they're expensive. I'm like, well, you can get one for under thirty if you want. <laughs> it's not going to be a Tesla, but mm-hmm. it can happen. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's I've definitely got... affordable options out there. Patrick knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we just just bought one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing was, so we're negotiating the price. I got them down several thousand dollars from what what they had. And um, I had done my research ahead of time, and and I was willing to walk away. All the things, you know. Um, and then uh, I was trying to get another four hundred dollars off the price, <laughs> and um, they were like, "No, this is as low as we can go." And the, the funny, so I'm having this discussion, and they brought out one of the managers, and uh, he was like, "This is the hottest car in the U.S. right now." And I'm like, "You're telling me a 2016 <laughs> Chevy Spark EV is the hottest car?" And he was, <laughs> "Try that line somewhere else, buddy." <laughs> and he was like, "No, plug-in vehicles. Everybody wants a plug-in vehicle." Uh, plug-in hybrid or battery electric because gas prices have been so horrible and and so used evs are just flying off the lots and uh so uh i, I ended up getting another 200 dollars off the price and that's where we finally agreed and uh yeah so it was it was i, I love negotiating it's fun I, I view it as a game i don't <laughs> but what's, what you what you have your facts down it's a lot easier yes. isn't it yeah yes and, and if you've come in with that mentality that i can walk away at any point uh, that that again is a game changer for a negotiation for sure. Right, right. <laughs> I was fine with it as a salesperson, but I don't like it as a purchaser. <laughs> Next, uh, what do we got here? Uh, Casey's got a story yeah. about the semi. Yeah. So uh, Tesla has has uh, started to hire for the semi service program, which. Sounds like you'll be writing the service manuals for the Tesla semis. You'll be going into the the uh, customers' uh, depots to do repairs. You'll be working alongside their mechanics. And uh, then there was this little blurb at the very end of the job description that said you'll also be helping with the uh, uh, with consumer sales and service. So I'm I'm thinking you'll be helping out every quarter at the end of the push <laughs> with cars. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's yeah. exciting because. Uh, if you're if you are a, a like a, a diesel tech or a heavy truck tech, this is this is new ground. It's not the same old same old. And if you're into trying something new, uh, what better place to, to to be able to start to translate your skills before you become obsolete? <laughs> Let's right. that off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it was interesting that this article kind of pointed out uh, it zeroed in on where these first deliveries are going to be, right? So it oh was... yes. So Fremont, Sacramento, Modesto, Central Valley, and Reno. So uh, it tells so you that... all around uh, Tesla Central, right? You know the right. Uh, the Fremont factory, uh, and out all the way to Sparks. So uh, Modesto's in there, uh, of course, where uh, Frito Lay is uh, right. has installed those chargers. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like uh, with the job openings all in that area, it looks like it's uh, the uh, the uh, transportation companies are probably going to be centered in those areas. Yeah, or at least the the very first few customers, and then uh, it's going to probably roll out the same way that the cars do. It's going to just all around 
uh, where you can get a Tesla engineer, Tesla tech, and then they just start pushing it and pushing it. And then all of a sudden it's just everywhere at once. And mm-hmm. I hope it goes well. <laughs> yeah. They'll have yeah, to do the... those initial, that initial testing uh, with a handful of companies just to make mm-hmm. sure that those uh, rigs are performing uh, as they expect. And those companies are getting what they feel uh, are the, the right uh, operations out of those vehicles as well. So probably, yeah. a, probably a big collaboration uh, between those new techs and uh, the companies themselves or uh, the uh, company's uh, service uh, uh, personnel as well. Yeah, it called out that you'll be writing, you'll, or at least helping to write the uh, the initial like service manuals and such. They didn't they call it that way, but the the words they use tell you that's exactly what they're going to be doing. And uh, it's, it's it's one thing to have a, a tech nearby, but it's a whole other thing to have a tech and an engineer nearby. So that's that's why they keep it close. Uh, and then you got to keep your engineers happy because you know they they have choices once they write that Tesla on their engineering on their uh, resume. So right, <laughs> that's a good point. If you uh... These are fleet vehicles, right? So they're not just going to be taken to a service center to get fixed. There's in-house people that are going to be using these manuals, doing these repairs. And uh, if you today are interested in a job like that, go work at Tesla for a couple of years. You'll have that on your resume. Then if you want to go to Frito-Lay and be their in-house tech, you're far more likely to get that job if that's the vehicles they're using and you used to work at the company and you have to write the manuals. You're definitely going to have what you need on your CV to get a good job. And and we see that all the time with the uh, ex-Tesla techs. Like uh, anybody who ever did any work on the Roadster, they've got their own shop and they're making mad money. Uh, And then you see like your local uh, mobile tech has typically either gone to another company or started their own thing. Uh, after mm-hmm. being the mobile tech for a couple of years, and, and they're still doing well, but it's like you know, I was the Tesla tech. So if you want, if you want, you know, me, I'll take care of it, and and not me personally, but you know, your Tesla tech. And uh, <laughs> and in fact, uh, the, the the one that I like the best, uh, he went off and uh, and started his own shop uh, in in my, in my town in South Carolina. So if I need any work done there that that he can do, I'll I'll be doing it. Uh, and and he's not afraid to say, hey, you know, that's that's got too much equipment for me. You can you take it over to them and wait in line. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Very good. And uh, this next story is about um, the Tesla app expanding a little bit. Uh, what's that uh, about, yes. Casey? So uh, in the Tesla app, they've done a couple of different things. Uh, from one, like Patrick mentioned earlier, uh, if you have the uh, the VPP, it's from Tesla, uh, that will show up. You will also get uh, your last known tire pressure to show up in the in the app. And let's see what else they added this time. Uh, you can tap on an individual supercharger in the app, just like you can on the screen, and they'll give you some more information about it from speeds and available uh, slots, as well as just like on the on the on the car, you get the the what's there as far as is there restrooms, is there Wi-Fi, is there eat uh, eateries or shopping? Uh, that's now in there as well, and and you can still use the Tesla app as usual to send that to the car, and and they'll nice. automatically uh, start navigating to it, which is nice. Yeah, Tesla's needed that in route planning in the app for a while. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and this, they're slowly getting to that. Yes. Uh, the icons uh, in the car, when you tap on them, it brings up a list of that type of uh, venue. But in the app, it doesn't do that, at least not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it'd, be, it'd be nicer to do it there because in the car, it, like, it starts to want to navigate to those things. And you're like, I just wanted to know which one has the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to it. <laughs> And uh, the other thing that was kind of interesting was the uh, autopilot counter. Oh, yes. So it's actually looking uh, and recording the number of miles that you travel in autopilot and displaying that. So that's becoming a stat uh, that you can take a look at as an owner 
as to how much of your trip uh, was an autopilot or how much was in manual drive. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I always tell people that my car does most of the driving and we'll see how much most is. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. If you're using Tesla insurance, that's going to be a big factor too. Oh, yes, this is true. Um, although Tesla insurance just is a little too expensive for me. It's all over the board, isn't it? Tesla it is. insurance. Like I mean, the, it, it, the, 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 well, the quote that they gave me initially, it was cheaper both times. But then when I start to make it match, mine is cheaper. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. When you start looking at the deductibles and you start looking at, uh, you know, what the... Uh, uh, you know what the uh, windshield replacement cost right. would be. Uh, you start weighing it equally, which you, you have to do. You should, yeah. Compare apples mm -hmm. to apples, right? Is uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I hear all over the board for that. It's, and uh, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people in all of my various groups. Because you know, with me being all over the country, I'm in several of the groups, and 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 uh, in each of the groups, there's always uh, at least three or four people who 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 actually it was significantly cheaper uh, than you know even if you match them up. Uh, to go with Tesla than, than what they had before, which is incredible. Yeah, different, yeah. different. Oh, you can remove uh, your own access to the to the app too. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're an additional driver, you can delete yourself from the car. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> no, I'm out. Uh, next, uh, we got a story about again sales, uh, but this one coming from China. Yes. So Tesla China is expected to ship over 100,000 cars in September this month. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I told you they're running. They're overclocked the factory. It's, they're a tech mm -hmm. company. <laughs> yeah. You know, with with Tesla actually running into that uh, shutdown for COVID, uh, yeah. they actually ramped up uh, some of the abilities at Shanghai to produce more cars. And uh, this is one of the first signs of it uh, where. They could hit a hundred thousand cars in a single month. That would put them on on par to 1.2 million uh, from Shanghai alone. They can keep up this rate, <laughs> which probably wow. they can't. But uh, they the the changes they made at Shanghai, they said were good for a million a year. They did, and yeah. uh, here we are, the first evidence of it uh, showing that it could perceivably go over a million a year, which is uh, again. Shanghai has outperformed since since they turned the first shovel of dirt yes. uh, in that field. It's really because I thought it was a mud they've, bucket. Been a, they've been on a phenomenal <laughs> pace uh, and continue uh, to uh, blaze a trail. Definitely. Yeah. So now, so now we go ahead. Tesla doesn't report monthly numbers, but they do report quarterly. Yeah. So after we get the Q3 numbers. We should uh, have a show where we look at what we predicted and, and uh, how far they are and then project that out a bit and see where we think uh, uh, it's going to land. Yeah. So about a month from now, maybe. There you go. Yep. So now, now they need to start uh, doing the same thing with service centers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the vehicle's uh, production is growing this fast, that means superchargers and service centers have to grow too. Yes. They'll get Absolutely. There. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, next story. Uh, yeah, this was kind of an interesting story. Our, our friend uh, Chief Todd uh, from the uh, the fame now famous Indiana Police Department that now has nine Tesla patrol vehicles. I sent a uh, note out to uh, Todd, and uh, I knew that they were opening up a new police station. Uh, they were moving from their downtown spot to a new station specifically built for policing 
And uh, I had asked Todd, what's your, what's your charging infrastructure like up there? Mm. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, we, we've got uh, nine cars now. So we've had to expand our uh, thoughts as to what charging was going to be. And uh, he said, yeah, I will, uh, I will send you a few photos of uh, what it looks like now. And uh, just this past week, later in the week, I got, um, I got those photos. So I thought I would share them with the group. If I can find them in my feed, here they, yeah, that's, that's the, that's them. Let's go share this now. Bingo. Bada bing. So we've got the nice. uh, police-only pole with the uh, dual destination chargers, uh, one on each side. Yeah. And Todd had told us that they have uh, uh, two of these uh, poles in the back. They've got a dual pole in the front as well. And uh, they've even got um, uh, thoughts of adding some more. But uh, right now, uh, they've got a total of six. They would be prime candidates to lock their VIN numbers into the, the V3 charger so that nobody else can use them. <laughs> right, oh. right. But, but again, ugly the police only with the police sticker will probably deter. And, and of course, it's in the back of the police lot. It's probably going to deter a lot of people that are looking for a free charge and just showing up. Uh, just keeping honest, <laughs> keeping honest people honest, you know. <laughs> So I'm going to go like, put it in uh, plug share right now. I've got my phone. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say, very friendly. Ignore the signs. Go ahead. Use it. <laughs> yeah, this, so, guy, this guy yeah. named Patrick in plug share got me a night yeah. in jail. See, doing it from Oregon. Yes, indeed. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Not for them. Uh, yeah. Not for uh, them. yeah put, uh, the prices, put the prices free, Patrick. That will help, too. What are you in for, stealing five cents of electricity? <laughs> electricity was free the ticket i got for it was 65 bucks <laughs> uh, 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 derek asks, what's the charge if i use the charger i would say theft of electricity from a government facility <laughs> <laughs> or just uh oh parking. hockey day has a great point you gotta be more clear in your signage if uh, if uh, if another police officer from out of state comes by and they that's right. I am a police that. officer. Police. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> exactly. I mean, they come in either either with a, a, a personal or, or police cruiser uh, Tesla, and uh, and they're police. It wasn't clear enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, actually, with them having now six chargers, it, you know, probably, probably just moving be to the V three <laughs> over time probably will make sense. Uh, then they yeah. could uh, they can lock them down definitely, but. Uh, I also had someone on our Twitter feed, which is at the Tesla Life, uh, prompt us and said, "Hey, can uh, can someone from town charge there?" And I said, "Well, according to the lettering on the poll, I would say no. <laughs> right. I would say that's a hard no. Uh, but uh, you could uh, definitely knock on their door and ask. Uh, but I would not plug in without permission for sure. Right. Uh, the the thought nice. was that originally that this police department was going to offer uh, a public charger station as well. So maybe that uh, is still going to happen." Because oh. the build-out is not complete at this new headquarters as of yet. It's operational, but it's not completely there. With it being a V3 supercharger, they can say, these are our VINs, and then they just don't add a charge to it. And then any other foreign VINs, 
gave, yeah. they paid this much. Uh, yeah. here, here's how much you charge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, uh, with the Beggarville Police Department, what they what they do is those cars are assigned to officers that take them back to their homes at night. Yep. So uh, those cars sit in the community. Uh, I didn't ask Todd this, but uh, do they uh, reimburse officers for maybe plugging in at home? Uh, do they I, do that at all? I thought uh, we discussed that um, with him. Uh, they, I thought, I thought they. I don't know if he gives us a concrete answer, but it was definitely something they were aware of. Yeah, right. They probably already have a policy that yeah. applies to their gasoline vehicles that they're just using the same policy. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. you took it home, so we didn't have to. You didn't have to use your own, uh, whatever. So you had to put gas in the in the cruiser. So same with the uh, EV. But uh, great to get an update from Todd. And Todd, thanks very much uh, for sending us those photos. We appreciate it. Yeah. Next, Patrick's got a story for us about X marks the spot. X marks the spot. That's right. Yeah, so X.com. I started wondering, uh, Musk has said that if the Twitter deal falls through, his backup plan is X.com. And if you know the, the Musk lore, you know that that's when he merged, when, when they merged with Confinity, Confinity and X.com merged to become PayPal eventually. So ever since way back then, 20 years ago, Musk has retained this X.com domain. And he hasn't done anything with it except it has the single letter X on it today. <laughs> so that got me Oh, he's also played around with the, the metadata, like when you go in and like uh, read the page. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. That's uh, trolling. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I wrote a blog post on carswithcords.net discussing what ideas I thought this could become. So we supply a bunch of news on our social medias and, and um, I often run into, you've hit your five free articles this month or, or something's behind a paywall, but I wanna share it. But the paywalls, I mean, I'm not gonna subscribe to all the major papers plus a bunch of regional papers. It's just it, that, that mindset no longer works. We all get, data through these aggregators that send us all over the internet for data. And so I can't have 20 subscriptions, but I want to read an article from this one this day and an article from that one another day. So how could you do that? And I'm thinking that x.com could be the, a good way to do that. Because if you can have a subscription to x.com and they pay all these media sites enough to allow their users access to it. That way, if they have something that's hot, they have, they get paid. You don't have to have a subscription to, to 20 different uh, news magazines. That'll never happen. And uh, so just like, I hope there's a list of little things like that in there that I think would be really cool. Uh, we know Musk loves Doge. You'd have a Doge wallet built in as part of it. He's talked about Pravda, Pravda in the past about how you can rate news agencies for their reliability and credibility and reporters individually, that could be built into it. And, and I just kind of wanted to throw this out there and, and get people to throw out their ideas also on, on what this new uh, thing could be. And uh, uh, certainly I'm thinking about it in all the cool stuff Musk has uh, been interested in, but that doesn't have to limit it at all. Um, one of the things we see on Twitter is that he'll take feedback occasionally 
and uh, improve. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll take it, but sometimes more graciously than others. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's stop whining, which you know, sometimes I'm in that mood too. So, I mean, <laughs> we all have moods. We're all people. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was just a fun little experiment about if you design something from the beginning, knowing everything that we know now about how the internet works, uh, what could you do? I, I will say one thing that Casey, you made a great point on the article because you yeah. can go to cars uh, with cords.net and read the article and comment on it yourselves. Uh, and Patrick, of course, and others get to see the, that those responses, but uh, Casey had made a comment about kind of makes sense as to why Musk is really concerned about the Twitter bots because mm. he's looking for to start. And if he is looking to start this new revolution, this new reworking of how uh, the internet can work, he's looking to have a big splash when he starts. He wants millions and millions of users uh, mm -hmm. to introduce this to, to give it a running start right away. And if uh, Twitter uh, has... 50 or 60% of their actual users are bots. They're not real. They're, they're automated fake things to sell things. Then you're not getting the bang for your buck that you thought you were. Uh, right. You thought mm -hmm. you were getting those millions and millions of accounts. And it turns out that, you know, over half of them aren't real uh, right. and will not uh, try a new service or connect to it in any way, shape or form. So uh, yeah, that kind of makes sense as to why, He's really critical about uh, how Twitter represented its number of users to him uh, on this sale. Yeah, and so when you when you look at the the, the actual useful bots like uh, like uh, the thread reader readers or or the fun ones like the the Ace Court Reporter or uh, or the Remind Me in X Y Z Days bots, those ones you know they would fit into the, the the percentage that Twitter gave him of fake accounts, and he's like, okay, that's cool, and these are useful. But when you look at the real number, and as, as Mark said, it could be as high as something as 80% of them are not actually legitimate. That that does mess with this. <laughs> Substantially. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we've got 8 billion users, and, uh, and, and only 600 million are actually active. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. And as Patrick mentioned, Elon's had this in his head for over 20 years yeah. uh, since, since he uh, got rid of PayPal. Yeah. Um, or started PayPal, I guess. And then uh, it just kind of sat in the background as they were uh, working through PayPal itself, working through the sale, and then leaving that market altogether. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of interesting that uh, he, he may have been planning this for a long time. And the way Elon is, uh, how his mind is always thinking about something, I could just see him adding to this over time. Right. As the years go by, putting another thought to it, uh, thinking about another another facet that it could handle, uh, it's this could be quite remarkable. Uh, it could be uh, on almost, uh, as Patrick has mentioned, an almost reinvention of the internet uh, based on what uh, he's collected over these past couple of decades. Yeah, interesting times. And that's why we have a show every week. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. I, another thing that I was concerned with is his free speech absolutism. Uh, as, as, as you pointed out about him being able to accept criticism uh, sometimes. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so um, uh, one of the things I am afraid of with that is that it, uh, 
XCHAM site. You cut out there for me for a bit, Casey. Um, but, but you're right. We don't want this just to become a, a the, the worst of humanity has to offer. Uh, yes, that's uh, having a free soapbox to stand upon and shout out whatever they want. Right. It's, uh, right. It, it, I, I kind of uh, with your with your thought, Patrick, of uh, being able to 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 rate the news that comes in, to be able to come back and say this is truthful, this is unbiased. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe the, you know, the free speechers, uh, could be rated as well. Yeah. Um, yeah just say, hey, this person's a terrible commenter. <laughs> yeah. So, if, you know, if you're looking at somebody that has a, a rating of, uh, 1%, you know, that's probably not a good source, uh, to listen to, but if you're a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, maybe what 1% is what you're looking for, but, uh, <laughs> it still gives them the ability to talk right. about it. It's right. just that. People are not going to take too much of that seriously if they don't have a good rating uh, based on their peers. Right. And if it happens to be like a kid-friendly site and somebody's got like a, a score of, of 50% or less on on, on, on uh, following the rules of the, the kid site, uh, then mm -hmm. maybe don't let them in or don't let them post at least. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It, it, there's a real dilemma here between not getting just in with your own bubble. You want to have outside influences and hear new and different ideas, but you also don't want the crackpots and the, the hate speech and whatever. So it's, it's a, it's a tightrope that's almost impossible to walk. Yeah. And, and we've said this before <clears throat> when Elon gets involved in this is that, uh, you know, it can draw some attention away from Tesla, from SpaceX, from the boring company, uh, from other projects uh, that are, you know, in, uh, in motion um i'm right. hoping it i'm hoping it it's not too much of a distraction uh as time goes along because we we certainly don't want spacex or tesla to suffer uh right. because mm -hmm. of it. um but uh, right if if he were not in court for twitter would we have seen master plan 3.0 by now probably right yeah but he's it, being pulled in in multiple directions. It would be nice if he just takes it away from his video game time and not any of his like professional time. Well, you, you get <laughs> I, the the longer it goes, where he's burning the candle at maybe three and not just two ends. Mm -hmm. um, I think Elon's got to you know carve out some time for himself. So whether or not he mm -hmm. wants to play video games or whatever, uh, more power to him to do so oh, yeah. because I think. I think uh, he's deserved it. I, I think he needs yeah. to have that uh, break uh, from what he's doing. Uh, it's still remarkable that he works the way he works all, you know, to this point, all this time. So yeah, and I'm, not saying, always, I'm, I'm not saying he can't I'm play video just, games. I'm just saying that well, well, uh, take is, this from just, that. <laughs> Go ahead. Not not necessarily. I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I've just made the assumption that that video game time is him with his children. Right. I and hope so. That, that's yeah. important too. Yeah. You can't yeah. take away from that. You well, I'm not saying you have to take away from that, but like you said, like if if uh, if anything suffers, hopefully it's like personal and not. Um, I mean, I don't want him to like hurt himself by like like you know, just running too hard. But man, like... I, I think we all believe that he, maybe he should just ease off on the throttle a little bit. Like just his, his, his mom seems just, to think he can't. You know, just, <laughs> and and, and it, it may be that he can't. It may be that's his makeup. Is that he has to run. At 100% all the time. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's his character flaw that uh, he just cannot ease up on himself or what he's doing. 
Uh, yeah. And and that certainly that can you know it, it makes you look like an old performer uh, at the beginning, but it also can cut your life short. It does. Uh, yes. So it's it's you know it's it's a balancing act. Everything in I mean, moderation. He has to live long enough to die on Mars, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, we, and, we, and we've seen we've seen um, we've seen how it can affect his health, and it has in the past. He, you know, uh, just looking at at how, uh, like, look at his face, look at his body, look at his hair, and like you can tell, like, when he's eating well, when he's sleeping at the factory, like he looks a different way than when he's like happy and just like jovial. It's yeah, you, you do you concern for him just as a human. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, with that, let's uh, let's wrap her up. If you haven't already, please uh, through the week check with us uh, at the Tesla Life on our Twitter feed, also on our Facebook feed, the Tesla Life Numeral One. You can see uh, updates throughout the week uh, as we get them. And uh, Patrick, what you got for us? Beside, uh, we know you're writing with cars <laughs> with cords. Uh, anything else going on? That is true. And I'm also with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeba.org. And I'm sure there's a EV association near you. And if not, hey, you can do like Mark and start one. So uh, yeah, there's also local Tesla communities. Uh, you should check all these out. Uh, this is a great community. Uh, you can find out tips and tricks. If you're having some particular problem, there's someone local that can help you out with it. It's, uh, I encourage everybody to, to join one or both. Thanks. Very good. And Casey, what do you got for us this week? Well, um, you can catch me on Sunday at uh, youtube.com slash Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. I'm not planning any more uh, off-the-cuff trips, but uh, I wasn't planning that last one either. <laughs> 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 yeah. And uh, and what would you say your mission is over there at carsofcourse.net, Patrick? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm blogging about our future free from fossil fuels. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Gotta get yes. that in. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone that joined us in the live chat room today. Uh, Hockey Day, Derek, uh, regulars, staples that are always with us. Thank you so much uh, for being there. Uh, Dana, Dana and, yeah. uh, joined us as well. And uh, that looks... Looks That's like all the names I see. Tons of comments. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we appreciate uh, you joining us live and uh, connect with us next week. And together, we will find out together what's going on in the Tesla life. Indeed. Thank you, Lee Moon. Stay positive. Test negative. <laughs>